Hi everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow intentionally in every aspect of your life. So wherever you find yourself today, this podcast will challenge you to take the next practical step towards your God-given purpose and potential. My name is Justin Doro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-host Robin Aldea. Hello everyone and welcome to part two of this month's growth week. We are so excited to continue this conversation that we started yesterday about change. What we're talking about this week is all about change. And so if you missed yesterday's episode, we spoke about um, a game changer. This is an event, idea or procedure that affects a significant shift in the current way of doing or thinking about something. And we said that a game changer for your life would be to know what to start. That was basically part one of our simple strategies for change. And so today we are going to continue talking about change. Now, today's episode is entitled Enough is Enough. Mm. And, you know, when I thought about this concept and, you know, what the first thing that came to mind was this movie that I watched when I was probably like eight years old. It was released in 2002. I don't know what eight year old watches this kind of movies. But anyways, uh-huh. thank, thank the Lord I'm saved now. <laughs> but basically, it's this movie and Jennifer Lopez, she's the main character. I actually think it was maybe her first like movie role. But anyways, she's in this movie and she's this waitress and she meets this amazing guy. He's super wealthy and he's interested in her and they get married and they just start living this idyllic like suburban life and everything is seemingly perfect for Mm. them. Okay. And eventually he starts to become abusive and he starts beating her up and whatever and they have a child. Okay. So she eventually runs away, but this guy's crazy okay so like he sends people after her he goes after her and whatever and eventually she decides enough is enough okay hence the title enough she decides enough is enough and she starts taking like martial arts classes and she starts like getting super um yeah equipped to deal with the problem herself okay and Basically, this whole movie culminates in the last moment where he finds her, like this final scene of the movie, and he finds her, and like he's basically wanting to kill her. And she is now prepared. And she beats him up. Like <laughs> she really beats him up. Like it's it's she like really had it up. She really, really, really had it up. So that's what we're talking about today. Like, please don't go and beat someone up. <laughs> if we ever stop doing podcasts like Growth Week, you, you could find a job just narrating movies. You oh, did that very well. Thank you. Thank you so much. I try to keep it brief, you know. Right. <laughs> I try to keep it brief. So basically, what we're talking about today and how it relates to change change is that there comes a point in your life in order for you to change something you have to stop doing certain things I Mm. think that's natural it's logical you know yesterday we spoke about what to start so sometimes if you want to change something in your life you need to start doing specific things but a lot of times it requires you to actually stop Mm. and Oftentimes we, we wait so long, you know, we wait to get to that point of extreme frustration and like enough is enough, you know, where there's so much frustration, there's so much tension in our lives. And we want to say like, 
let's make it a bit easier to say enough is enough. You know, we, we say enough is enough when we want something to stop because we can no longer accept or deal with it. And so oftentimes we prolong the process. We just, you know, we keep wanting to go after something that we just know is maybe not good for us or that it's not really adding to our growth. It's not really adding to our lives. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Pastor Jay, what do you have to add? Yeah, I call that flogging a dead horse. I'm sure everybody has heard of that phrase. And basically, again, it is trying to resurrect something that you know is dead and you've done everything in your power to try and bring it back to life. And yet you don't stop. You know this thing is dead. You know, I, I don't know if you've, if you've watched beat in movies, uh, hopefully not in real life, when somebody has passed out and they try CPR on this person. And, you know, the uh, whatever, the doctor or somebody, whoever is doing this, they, they try to some point and then they get to a place where they realize that you know what enough is enough I've done everything I can possibly do to try and resuscitate this uh, person but now it's time to just call it and then they declare the person dead if the person is dead so many times in real life we keep trying CPR on things that are long gone. You know for a fact that you've done everything, everything according to the book, everything according to, uh, you know, what you've been trained or what you've planned, but it's still not working. But people keep flogging this dead horse with a, a hope that one day it will come back to life. And more so for us as Christians, Robin, because we have this... um faith that is in us that you know what never give up on well doing you know don't grow weary uh, on doing what is good for in due season you will reap and because of the faith aspect it's difficult for most people of faith to to give up on things they they just kind of hope maybe maybe tomorrow and you're like when is enough enough when do you actually say um it's time to give up mm. Because Pastor Jay, I think it's easy for us to give up on things and know that we need to quit. We need to stop doing something when it's bad for us. Yeah. Like, you know, that that bad habit or that addiction or that's something that, you know, is actually taking away from your life. It's so obvious to you yeah. that that one thing is not good for you. But it's the seemingly good things, right? Exactly. It's the things that you're like, hey, I should continue doing that. A good Christian, a good person will continue mm -hmm. doing this that maybe you might wrestle with and you might actually actually um, really be making your life a whole lot harder than it has to be because you keep trying to give life to this thing that actually maybe a season has changed. Maybe God has said, you know, that's enough. Yeah. You know, God has said that's enough, but you're like, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep, you know, we do that. Yeah, true. And the, the thing is, at some point, we all get to that moment where we realize I've wasted so much time. And, you know, when we do it's way too late. Like, I wish I had stopped this last year. Mm. I, I, I'm sure you've been there where you finally decide to stop something and maybe two months into stopping this thing or maybe a couple of weeks even, you're like, wow, I yeah. feel a whole lot better. Why did it take me this long to make such an important decision? So enough is enough is that point where you actually realize that I have to ask myself some serious questions here. And one of the questions that you need to ask yourself to uh, determine when enough is enough is what must I stop doing to free up my time and my resources to create greater growth focus? Mm. Because 
maybe it's not that bad like you said and it's something that you hope that maybe i will win maybe i will achieve this in the future but it's been consuming all your energy all your focus all your resources your time your energy is spent flogging a dead horse and you now need to say to yourself what must i stop so that i can create greater growth focus and positive what are some of those things like maybe the person doesn't even know what, what we're talking about but like it can be stuff like friendships relationships yeah. in your life that you just know i want to make this work but something just doesn't add up you know yeah. and please 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 we're not talking about marriage here <laughs> you know like just in case someone sees us it's like hey here's my license to file for divorce no 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 that's not what we're talking about we're talking about non-covenantal <laughs> relationships you know friendships yeah. relationships um it maybe sometimes even work situations True. um so what what are some other things pastor jay you know, this entails anything in life. It, whatever you're doing right now, you need to ask yourself, what must I stop so that I can create greater focus? Instead of giving you a list of what to consider, maybe I must give you scenarios, you know, things, a list of things that you can possibly stop, you know, things that are not working or not contributing to your desired goals mm -hmm or results that you're looking for so whatever it is and again like you rightfully said unless it is a covenantal relationship like your marriage you know you work on those things because you say it until death do us part but any other thing you need to actually say this thing is not working it's not contributing to my desired uh, results or the goals that I've set for me. Another thing is things that are impending progress. You know, they're counterproductive. You've been doing these things over and over again. And maybe in a season or in a previous season, they were good for you. But hey, you've grown. You have shifted. Something has changed. And now this thing is counterproductive. It's no longer practical for you. And here's a, a good one. You know, things that are no longer cost effective. You know, many of us, as life changes, we realize that, hey, maybe we've, uh, we've got new expenses. We've got new needs or whatever the story is. And then there are certain things that we just keep doing because, yeah, I said yes in a previous season, but look at it right now. Is this cost effective? Is it the best thing that I can do with my resources? Maybe it's something that you need mm. to consider to stop. And then lastly, I would say things that you or others dislike, but you continue doing them simply because that's what you've always done. And that's always the trap or the catch, isn't it? We have mm. I've done it like this for years. We have always done this. Our church always does this. Our business always does this. Mm. And we just keep going, even though we know it's time to stop. You know, all I was hearing as you were talking about those few things, it's just like, those are the things that stop growth from happening in our lives. True. Those are the things that are going to keep us just captive in a sense in things that are not working. But like, oh man, I wish we could get this so much more easier. I, I think this conversation is so important because True. I think sometimes people don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. They're so used to doing things the way that they've done them in the past or the way that they, you know, just like programmed to do them that they don't even realize that, hey, if I actually just take this one little step and say, I need to stop doing this or I need to work on getting this thing out of my life, my life can be so much better. True. Very true. And, and here's the thing. You can pretend that you're growing or you can pretend that you're making progress in these things that mm. you yourself know that it's going nowhere. You've done this for, for a long time and nothing is changing and pretending doesn't make it any better. Yeah. And I think that brings us to our next point, which is this concept of having an open secret. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is something that you kind of think like, 
maybe you're pretending, maybe you think you've got it all together and you're not, yeah, I don't know. But everyone around you knows that there's something, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a work situation. There's something in your life that is just not working, right? Yet we give the best of ourselves to it. We give our time, we give our resources, we give our attention Mm. to this thing that is actually just on life support. You know, it's like you're keeping it on life support simply because you just don't want to let go. You don't want to face reality. You don't want to do the hard thing because let's let's face it. A lot of these things require a little bit of uncomfortability. You know, it requires us to Mm. do, you know, some some uncomfortable things that may just push you out of your comfort zone. And so this whole concept of like this open secret, you know it, everyone around you knows it. You just need to do it. That's right. I like that idea of this open secret. If the people around you, if they were given the opportunity to be really honest with you, they can tell you that, you know what, it's time to call it quits. Like coming back to that illustration that I used of uh, a person giving CPR, when the crowd is standing, you know, you you can see in some movies, the doctor is passionate, keep going, Mm -hmm. keep going. But the crowd almost is like... Um, we, we can see that the person is gone. When are you just going mm. to stop? We, we can see that enough is enough. And the reality is the people around you know that enough is enough. It's not a secret. Rather acknowledge it and say, it's not working. Mm. Because here's the thing. The, some of the reasons why we refuse to give up on things is because it makes us feel like failures, isn't mm. it? Like, well, I've given so much into this. If I, if I give up now, I'm going to become a failure. But you're not a failure. That thing might have not worked. You can still utilize your energy, your resources in other ways that will actually make you more fruitful and productive than wasting your time and your energy on something that is not working. I think I can so totally relate to this because I hate feeling like I'm quitting on something. I hate (laughs) feeling like I'm quitting on someone, you know, kind of thing. And so for me, I'm like, oh, I kick against this a lot. I'm just like, I don't want to be the person Um, You know, I get in my head and I'm like, I don't want to be seen as this person that gives up or that quits on something. And so you try and you try to resuscitate, you try to keep this thing going when really you just need to let go. Yeah, but like you said earlier on, we're not trying to give people permission to be you know, quitters, like just easily mm. give up on things. We understand that there is a, an aspect of uh, perseverance, tenacity that is required for us to achieve great and significant goals. But there are those times when after you've done all you can do, it's time to just call it quits and say enough is enough. So it's this idea of I'm a failure that kind of makes us resist this idea of stopping something. But you're not a failure. You actually may become or end up being a failure if you don't stop. Because eventually you're going to come face to face with 10 years later, I've been doing something that was not working. And if you think about it, like if you think about our conversation from last month, increasing your capacity by knowing what, like that you're going to stop doing this thing. And you create space in your life for whatever comes next, for whatever you know you should be focusing on. So it increases your capacity. You have more time. You can focus your attention better. You can give better resources, um, give more of yourself, you know, um, towards maybe a new thing or what you know um, God wants you to focus on in a particular season. That's good. Yeah. You know, talking about this open secret, I have a story and this person also listens to our podcast, this Growth Week podcast. And last year I had the privilege 
privilege of just coaching them one-on-one for a period of about three months and just working on certain issues. It had become like an open secret that this person was frustrated with their job situation. Almost anyone that knew them, they knew that this person is constantly talking of how unhappy they are at work. And eventually they came to me and they said like, okay, this is my situation. What must I do? So we decided to take a a three-month journey of just working through these issues. And here's what I want to say. This person was in deep down was feeling like I'm in a dead end job, Mm. but everyone around them was almost saying like, yeah, you know, this is the town that you're in. Just live with it, you know, but they had this deep desire for more. And so we worked through this desire and they made the decision that they were going to give up on their job and now they didn't have another job it was like a risky move i remember she actually went to consult other people apart from me which i always encourage and even though i was now in agreement with her giving up her job the people that she consulted came back and some of them were uh business people came back and said you don't do that so she came and like pastor jay I've spoken to so-and-so and and they're saying, this is not good. What do you think? And I said, we have wrestled this for three months. Mm -hmm. I think this is what's best for you. Long story short, they made the decision. They stopped. It was like crazy. (laughs) Everyone that knew the story was like, okay, we'll see. But it was crazy. They stopped the job. And a couple of months later, early this year, they got another job. And here is, here is the thing they were actually offered a salary that is five times what they were getting in their previous job. All that would have not happened had they stayed in that dead end Mm -hmm. job. It didn't make sense, but it was the most important decision they could make and stopping opened a, a, a new season in their life. So maybe the decision to stop could be the key to the change that some of you who are listening to us need um, in your life. Wow, that's really, really powerful. I love that. And so Pastor Jay, obviously you spoke about this process that you went through with them. You know, um, I'm sure there had to be some really hard conversations in that. So for our listeners that are tuning in right now and maybe you've just sparked something in them by telling that story, what are some of the practical steps that you'd give them that they can start doing right now? They can start going after right now to help them determine what to stop. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's always going to be a process, especially if it's something that is that big, you know, like quitting your job. Uh, Make sure that you go through due diligence to make sure that you're making the best decision. I know that it can be exhausting going backwards and forwards when you kind of feel like enough is enough. I just want to stop, but it's worth it. And one of the things that I want to say is practical steps to knowing when to give up, when to call it quits, when to say enough is enough is number one, challenge the status quo. Challenging the status quo is the beginning of change. Most people are stuck simply because they're not challenging the status quo. Now, here's what a status quo is. It's simply that uh, comfortable, you, you spoke about a thing, uh, change being uncomfortable. It's that comfortable zone that you have created. Everything that is within your status quo right now is comfortable. Mm. That's why it's your status quo. So you actually want to challenge what's comfortable, what you have become used to. And they say that according to the Harvard Business Institute, 42% of senior business leaders never, never challenge the status quo. 42, that's high. And they say 32% rarely challenge the status quo, which means they only do it when there's a major shift, like Rona happened and now suddenly like, okay, because of a pandemic, uh, let's try and challenge the status quo. That's 32%. And 26% 
well, you know, fairly often challenge the status quo and only 3%, 3% are always challenging the status quo, which means that the vast majority of the people out there hardly challenge the status quo. About four, uh, 74% of the people out there are not challenging the status quo. You are happy with the way your life is. You know, I've got a job. I've got this. This is going. I'm comfortable. That's fine. You never stop to challenge. And here's how you challenge the status quo. You ask the why question. Mm. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. I know it's comfortable. I know it's easy. I know you've mastered the routine. But why am I doing what I am doing. And it's, it's that question that triggers change. If your why is not strong enough, then it's time to seriously consider changing it. And I think considering that we see why people don't like change and <laughs> why a lot of people are not growing and really going after, you know, their, their deepest dreams and desires and things because they're just content with, you know, this is how Everyone supposedly does it. This is yeah. how it's done, whatever. And I read something yesterday. You know, we've got billions of people in this mm. world, right? It's actually crazy to think that we would all think the same way about a specific <laughs> situation, right? Sure. And so it doesn't even make sense to think that billions of people would all react the same way in a work situation or in a relationship and stuff. Like we were all made differently, created differently. And that means that we should often be challenging the status quo. That's we should right. often be asking why. Just yeah. because it works for Ben doesn't mean that it's going to work for Sheila kind of That's thing. That's right. And so we need to be become more comfortable with just asking that question and not just asking the question of why or, you know, like putting it out there, but to hear the answer. Yeah. And it may be an answer that you don't like and it may be an answer that sends you down that three-month road yeah. of saying like, okay, you know, I'm not happy with this. What am I going to do about it? That's good. Which brings us to the second step. Uh, a practical step is simply identify the pros and cons. And I know everybody's aware of that simple list of pros and cons. Ask yourself, okay, uh, I'm doing this and the why is not strong enough. What are the pros and what are the cons of stopping this thing? Mm -hmm. So for argument's sake, you want to quit your job. What are the pros? What are the cons? List all the pros and list all the cons. If the pros outweigh the cons, then go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, just, just like, well, I've done the math. I've looked at it each other way. It's time to seriously consider changing because the pros outweigh the cons. That, that might seem a little bit you know, childish or simple, but it helps you visualize the different aspect of stopping something. You know, if you can see it clearly in your mind, if I stop this, I'm not going to have money to pay rent. If I stop this, I'm not going to do this. If I stop this, but what are the pros? Mm -hmm. If I stop this, I now have all the time in the world to do what I really feel I need to be doing. So I would rather struggle here and do this and that will work. And then finally, uh, the third step, which is really, really important, is consult someone you trust to help you make the decision. Uh, within our circles, it might be a spiritual father. It might be a life coach. It might be just friends. It might be family, people that you've given permission to be brutally honest with you. Because if you go to your chomis that are just going to tell you what you want to hear, it can also be detrimental. But go to people that you really can trust who's Soul desire is to help you grow and become the better version of you. The Bible says there is wisdom in the multitude of many counselors. Mm -hmm. So before you make a stop something critical decision, consult. 
And I think just a caution in this is like, we love to have confirmation bias. You know, oh, we yeah. love, we often have an idea of what we want something to be, you know, like even if you don't want it, really admit it to yourself or to those around you. So that's why what you said is so important. Go to people who are going to challenge your point of view. Yeah. Like don't just go to the people who are going to tell you what you want to hear or you're going to go to someone and be like, oh, I was thinking about yeah, this. Yeah. But really you've already made the decision and you actually just want to hear them confirm yeah. what, what you've made that decision for so go to people that are going to challenge it because i think it's through that challenge it's through hearing that what you actually don't want to hear that if that is the thing that you are meant to do when you make that decision once and for all and you say like enough is enough you will know that you're so much stronger you'll know that your your stance is a lot firmer because you went through the motions that's right very very important and what i saw especially in this case is sometimes if you just go to you know the average person who you know they never challenge their status quo and you ask them a question i want to challenge my status quo they're gonna say no they're gonna say why would you want to do that (laughs) are you crazy you've lost it but you need all that feedback to help you make a more informed decision because they may also help you see some of the cons to a decision that you thought uh, is just full of uh, pros. So Pastor Jay, we know stopping something is not easy. And um, we're about to wrap up. But before we do that, I was wondering, could you give us a few practical tips of how you can just know what to stop? Yeah, I really believe that if you're about to uh, transition and bring change in your life, you need to prepare yourself for the change. Everybody talks about change, but no one is really prepared to change. When when change begins to happen, when you stop that relationship, when you stop that job, when you stop that habit, when you stop something, you are going to go through a period of grieving. You're going to go through a period of feeling like you've lost something. And if you are not prepared, you are going to uh, to struggle with that season. So it's important to prepare yourself. And depending on the time, the energy or the financial investment you had, you had made in that particular area of your life, this period could be what makes or breaks the transition or the change that you want to see. So very quickly, I, I think these are three things that everyone who's about to stop something must be prepared for. Number one, get a grip of your emotions. Uh, to think that you are going to change something in your life and everything just remains the same, your emotions are going to be the same, is a lie. Sometimes it's like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Manage your emotions. Don't allow your emotions to lead you. Don't allow them to determine what is right or what is wrong. Number two, always motivate yourself. Uh, I love what the Bible says about encouraging yourself. Here's the thing. When you stop something, you need encouragement every single day. Don't think that you're going to wake up and like, oh, I'm super motivated. Now it's a new day. No, it's going to feel like I need somebody to pump me up, encourage me because you are stepping into a new ground. The fact that you've stopped something is because you want to start something. So you need all the motivation. Plan ahead of time. I'm going to motivate myself. I'm going to listen to some positive uh, podcasts that will mm. at least uplift me, encourage me. If you don't motivate yourself if you don't encourage yourself no one else will because everyone is within the comforts of their comfort zone and their status quo so their life is going on lacquer they're just like enjoying life and you're sitting there like what's wrong with me encourage yourself you will need this the more you encourage yourself the easier the process is going to be and then finally plan to use what i call the if and then mentality basically what this is there are certain scenarios that are going to happen 
So as you prepare for stopping something, ask yourself, what could be some of those major setbacks or some of those scenarios that you need to manage? Then you tell yourself, if this happens, then I will do this. Mm. It's, it's almost like you are predetermining your response because there are certain things that are going to happen. In, it's inevitable. Certain situations are going to happen. Uh, think of it in terms of relationships. You break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Uh, if you don't have an if and then scenario, what happens that moment when you're looking at each other and you're like, okay, what do I do now? Mm. Chances are you are going to react and you're going to react badly. Yeah. But if you have already planned the if and then scenario, like, okay, that's the if. Now this is what I need to do. You'll find that you will manage those scenarios better. I actually love that because when you have that if and then mentality, then you can easily or more easily manage your emotions and exactly. encourage yourself because it's almost like you've pre-decided, you know, if this happens, then I'm going to manage my emotions in this way. Exactly. If it brings me down, if it does something, then I'm going to encourage myself in this way. Yeah. So it's almost just like a more like holistic and healthy way of moving through this process. Yes. You know, it might feel like, oh, well, I can't, I can't possibly think of every scenario. I didn't say think of every mm. scenario. They are major scenarios that will be the make or break of that transition period. So just think of the major things. This is going to be major. We yeah. used to do this and we used to do that. This is going to be major. So what do I do in those situations? In conclusion, ask yourself this question. What must I stop now? so that I can channel more of my energy, more of my resources towards greater growth. And the, the answer you need to give yourself must be relevant. It must deal with now. You know, many times when you think of things that you need to stop, if you ask yourself, why did I start doing something? You're going to have a good answer. Mm. But we're not talking about why you started doing it. We're talking about, is it important now? Mm. And if it's no longer valid, if it's no longer that important it's time to stop and don't procrastinate. Definitely. Well, Pastor Jay, I've loved today's conversation. I think that this has been so encouraging because this is a really hard topic. People mm. struggle to stop. They struggle to say enough is enough. And so we hope that you guys, our podcast listeners, have been encouraged today and that you have some practical steps that you can take right now and ask yourself some hard questions and say, hey, what is something in my life that I need to say enough is enough to right now? And so tomorrow we're going to be continuing this conversation, giving you guys simple strategies for change. So make sure you do not miss it. If you have not already subscribed to this podcast, subscribe right now. Share this with a friend, with a family member. Make sure you get the word out there. You don't want to be growing alone. It's always so much better to grow in community and have people around you that you can have these conversations mm. with as well. So share this with someone and until tomorrow let's keep growing, growing.